Okay, everybody, really quick before we get into the podcast, I am so excited to announce that Fallon is a published author. That's right. Her story, Ain't No Sunshine When She's Gone, is in the brand new book, Tamar Story Sisterhood, that is coming out this spring 2024. Make sure you go to 99waystowin.com, click on Fallon's page so you can pre-order your copy today. Everybody who pre-orders will get a free MP3 of her never-before-released message from depression to deliverance. Make sure that you get your copy pre-ordered today. Go to 99waystowin.com and click on Fallon's page. Hey everybody, it's me, Michelle Wright, and with 99 Ways to Win, and we've got Miss Fallon Zells, the coast ho- the coat I can't talk. I can't talk. Because I ain't know Coast it. host? That's what she called me. Co-host is with the most. <laughs> you called me a coast host. <laughs> hey everybody, it is Michelle Wright with 99 Ways to Win, and as usual, I have my co-host, Miss Fallon Zells. And I really didn't think about this before, but I was like, I'm in Texas. I'm in Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas, and Fallon, you are in? North Little Rock, Arkansas. All right. So anybody from those areas, let us know. And matter of fact, now that I'm thinking about it, if when you comment on the podcast, whether the audio or the video, it would be nice to know where you are listening from. So let us know, like, what state uh, you're, you're in or city and state or country if you happen to be outside of the U.S. of A. We would love mm-hmm. to know that. Um, all right, so a couple of things. We just had our first Divine Discussions call of the year of 2024 yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it was good. Sister Denise Thomas uh, that does the God's Inspirational Moments devotionals, uh, she was the speaker talking about Philippians 4.13 and the subject was mm-hmm. I Can and it was it was good. It was yeah. Fallon. What <laughs> you tell them? Like, what? What did you think? Was like, yeah. Yeah. she just. I don't know. She brought like a when she speaks. Even like when I just heard her voice, it was like she should be like some type of meditation uh, specialist or something. Because like she'll take you to this place of zen. Like you know. <laughs> Yeah, like, there's something about the voice and spirit that she has. It's yeah. calming. Yeah. So just whatever she says, and then she talks about God too. Whoa, you know. So, <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was very interesting. Uh, it actually pricked my heart a little bit, you know, as far as like in the very beginning when she said something about Are you treating people? Uh, are you treating people how you're supposed to treat them? Um, and yeah, I don't with take love that all the time. I'm trying to find my notes. Right, here. with love all the time. Uh, the three questions that she had asked, um, and that I think it was number two that made me think. Let's see. All right. Yeah, and that was yeah, it was so cool. Let me see. So she said she asked, you know, do you feel burdened or overwhelmed? Do you always show love to everybody? Are you yeah. generous to others? How selfless are you? And how do you behave when you're in need? Do you panic or pray? And I was like, ooh. Yeah. Uh, do you plot or wait on God? And she then she asked, do you mind being in need? Which I mm-hmm. loved because, you know, 
people talk about, you know, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ and all mm-hmm. that, and then they just, like, start there, but you don't, you got to read above that what Paul is talking about to see right. why he said that. So, like, right. hey, let's go there. Hold up. Uh, Philippians 4. And uh, everybody out there in the 99 Ways to community, I am using a different mic today. It is super sensitive, so you, it will be just, it's just like you're in a room with me. You will hear pages turning, and you will hear uh, computer keyboards clicking and all of that. So hopefully it's not distracting. Hopefully it just makes you feel like this is just more real. Um, all right. Let's see. I'm going to try something. And this is our first video <laughs> video podcast. Uh, we've done IG Lives together before, but we haven't done a video podcast before. So I'm just going to be trying all kind of stuff out and just fumbling around. And I, I appreciate y'all just rolling with us. All right. Uh, Philippians 4. Ooh, I forgot verse 8. is That's one of my favorite verses. We're not talking about that right now. Okay. So, all right, so verse, starting with verse 10. So it says, uh, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me. Ah, told you, my first time doing this. <laughs> Let's try this again. Uh, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. And what he's referring to there is he's writing to the Philippian church, and, you know, Paul is wherever Paul is, roaming around, telling people about God. Um, uh, And the churches would gather up money and send it to him to help support him because, you know, he's got to eat, he's got to have somewhere to stay, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe his sandals wore out, whatever. Um, So, you know, they would, he was a missionary, basically, because he's going around from city to city, town to town, country to country, even um, ministering the gospel. So he's saying, okay, I'm so glad that you're able to give send money again. I know at one time you weren't able to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, which abased is like, you know, kind of down and out. And I know how to abound, you know, to have a lot. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to be ab- both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that's the full context. He's like, hey, I'm glad y'all were able to, you know, you know, send me a little money. Uh, I know there was a time when you couldn't, you know, uh, but it's okay. You know, sometimes I have a lot. Sometimes I'm scraping up. You know, sometimes I'm eating pork and beans. Sometimes I'm, you know, I mean, I'm eating high on the hog, you know, putting this in today's terms. But, you know, that's what he's talking about. It's like, it's okay, you know, whether things are tight or things are well, you know, physically and financially, either way, I'm good. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So Christ and Christ gives him the strength, the ability to still be thankful, to still be hopeful, to still uh, do the work of the Lord um, and not be grumbling and complaining and down. Uh, when things aren't going well. So that that's the context of it. So I love that she asked, like, how do you behave when you're in need? And not to, not to say that you, like, like being in a bad situation or a tough situation, but it's like, okay, how, what are you going to do about it? Like, what are you going to focus on? 
So yeah, it was it was very good. Um, I will have the recording up at some point. I haven't I haven't um, edited it yet because we do after the, the speaker you know presents. You know, of course, we were talking and different women were sharing different things that they had questions about or they were you know their experiences and stuff. So. Um, and we prayed and everything, so I have to cut it down to just what I want to share publicly. And then I will let everybody know when that's up. Uh, speaking of which, if you don't already get reminders for the Divine Discussions call, that's every third Saturday, um, or you want reminders of when a new podcast drops, etc., etc., then all you have to do is email um, hello at 99waystowin.com, or you can text me at 682 738 5393 let me know what your name is and your email um, and that you you know want to be on the list um, and if for some reason you can't text or email then just call 682-738-5393 leave me a voicemail and say hey this is such and such I really love your podcast but I don't really do email can you text me if, if you do that then yes I, I, I will do that I will hook you up all right um, let's see and the Divine Discussions Prayer Call, again, is every third Saturday, uh, 7.45 a.m. Central Standard Time. And if you would like to join live and be blessed, uh, then you will want to call 351-999-3267. That is 351-999-3267. Call that number, 7.45 a.m. Central Time on the third Saturday of the month, and you will be blessed. Okay, so... Um, Fallon, you were the co-host on a ladies' prayer call this week, right? This past week. Uh, yeah, Young Adult Sisters Prayer Call. Yes, ma'am. So, like, tell us about that, please, ma'am. Uh, well, it's just a, I don't know, uh, Leslie uh, started it, uh, I guess, maybe over 10 years ago, I think. Like, she did it a long time ago. And uh, it's been going strong. It's like universal. So it's women from the East Coast to the West Coast, you know, uh, North and South. Uh, the women get on there. On average, it's about 15 to 20 women at least on there uh, every Thursday, 7.30 uh, Central Time, 8.30 Eastern Time. Uh, P.M. Uh, but, uh, mm-hmm, PM. Uh, there's a link. That it's on Zoom, it's via Zoom, so there's a link for it usually uh, on a flyer. Um, not sure if it's it's the same number every time. Hold on, let me get that number for you real quick. All right. And Fallon is on. She is on Facebook, and she is also on Instagram at Fallon Sales. F A L O N S E L L S. Uh, so if you're following her on Facebook or Instagram, then you'll see the. Uh, reminders there as well, of course. And while she's looking at that, I'm trying to figure out how to stop this little preview thing from being little now that I stopped screen sharing. Because, you know, I have never done a video podcast uh, before, and so I'm learning right now. We are building this plane while it is flying. And y'all, mm-hmm. you know, get to come along with us. All right, you ready? Yes, ma'am. All right, so that young adult ladies prayer call, what is the uh, information for that? The Zoom ID is 833-3447-3559. And, you know, they have 
password. You know, I just thought about that. So I, I kind of don't yeah. know if I should share that. Hmm. <laughs> well, if so. I don't want everybody to get on that's interested because we share the flyers everywhere. So, you know, somebody, I guess. If somebody wants to join, and, and it is right. important that that first letter is capitalized. Right, the capital S is the password is uh, sister twenty twenty four, and that's a capital S I S T E R T two zero two four. So password is capitalized twenty twenty four. Yeah, the S is capitalized, and the rest of it is lowercase sister twenty twenty four. But yes, this is really good. It's it's really good. Um, You know, it's just another way to get some biblical encouragement, and you know, join with some other sisters and get prayed for or pray for you know, somebody else and just connect with sisters yeah. across the country. So uh, it's great that you're you're helping with that now, you and Don, and that Leslie started that so long ago and just kept, kept it going. So we're praying that more people join. And, like, for – I haven't really said an age range for mine, but I guess generally it's from 30 to 55. But I know with the young adults, uh, y'all are, y'all are um, kind of going for, like, towards like 25 to 39, something like that. Man, uh, that that sounds like a good range of women. Uh, the speakers sometimes are older than that, though, and you know, right, so but it's they're just, addressing yeah younger. Because Alicia's I mean, involved with it too, right? She is one of the co-hosts as well. Yeah, yeah. Alicia Patton. Yeah, so I got I got to talk to her Saturday. So it was so cool because she she joined the, the call and then after the call, the after party, we were just like talking. So yeah, man. she was saying like this kind of who is aimed at like obviously anybody can join, but. Right. Uh, you know, because she's in that age range, right? Right. Uh, you know, in the late 30s or whatever, mid to late 30s. So, um, But any age can yeah. get something, except not a baby, but, you know, like a, mm-hmm. uh, a an adult, you know, right. uh, especially an 18-year-old. I don't know. I think they should even go lower as far as saying, you know, because we make mistakes as soon as we get out the door. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right, me, right. 18, come on. You know, <laughs> if you want to, yeah. okay. You know, the word of God is for uh, all ages. It you is. Know? It is. It's, it's very know. complex, but very, you know, simple at the same time. It so. is. I I do think you know, and of course, like we were t- we were talking about this when we were having a conversation another day about like as far as um, like what content our kids like to watch and different stuff like that. And then sometimes it goes by just like what that person is interested in and like kind of where their mind is, you know what I mean? Um, but then at the same time, you know, we do realize like there is a benefit to like making sure like the way that you're presenting it is, um, is kind of catered to tailored, tailored to uh, the age group or the kind of level that um, you know the person the person is at because like a teenager, their attention span and their understanding and how you present it to them is a little bit different than like an adult that's already out there on their own stuff like that. All right, so let me see. So it's February. It's not February we're recording this, but it's going to be February when you're hearing this. <laughs> uh, it's February, and so of course you know it's Black History Month. Um, you know, it's the month of Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about a couple of things. We're gonna talk about a couple of things. Um, I did. I told Fallon. You know, I told you that. Like, I was like, you know, I want to. You know, Black history. I want to look at like Black history, like from the Christian context and Christianity and 
And so, like, I found this article about how, you know, which, and I just, I didn't think about it growing up, but, like, Israel is, in, you know, the Middle East or whatever is, like, right there, you know, right there where Africa is, and, like, I, I just didn't connect it. And then, like, in Acts, and it talks about the Ethiopian eunuch, and then, you know, Ethiopia, that's in Africa. So, like, he got taught the gospel right. and he went to Ethiopia. But I found this article, you know, about, you know, how how long ago, you know, in the early, early A.D. Uh, that Christianity started in Africa. So it's not the white man, the Europeans didn't bring it, <laughs> uh, bring it to the continent. Like, they were already fully entrenched in it, like, over a thousand years before the Europeans even got over there, uh, but we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, but we're we're gonna go on the kind of Valentine's dating thing. I saw this. I saw this video. And, uh, Fallon, like she looked at a little little bit of it a, a moment ago. Like I was just telling her stuff. But we're just gonna kind of we're gonna do something different here. We're gonna kind of like do a, a reaction. Thing, commentary, um, <laughs> and uh, this is a channel that I watch. This young lady uh, sometimes. Uh, I, I really like her. I have no idea what her. I have no idea what her spiritual beliefs are or anything like that. She doesn't. She doesn't cuss. Uh, but to me, she just like says stuff. It's just. It's just common sense. She just. I just agree with a lot of the stuff that she says. Uh, so like, this is some. I guess new reality TV dating show or something uh, where the women come on and there's some men and they decide whether or not, you know, they're interested and stuff like that. But it, it's pretty interesting. So <laughs> uh, the title of this is Man Humbles Women Who Think They Are the Prize. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to watch a little bit of this. Uh, you know, Fallon, when you <laughs> when you want when you want to say something you want me to pause it you know let me know if you want to like you know talk or whatever I, I'll do the same and we'll play this a little bit sped up so it doesn't take as much time but we're just gonna we're just gonna let it roll so uh, just to give you guys a little bit of gist of how this is gonna go you guys all have some balloons so we're gonna bring out some single ladies okay if you guys are feeling her like what she's looking like like in the body you know the deal if you're liking it do not pop your balloon but if there's anything you're not feeling you're like oh no nah, this ain't the girl for me go ahead and pop it then i'm gonna go over to a few of you see what's going on what, what you don't like and all of that stuff um and then we'll just go ahead and take it from there y'all ready if we can have your name hello my name's calda calda yeah, ready? 31 okay what do you do i'm a model okay nice nice yes. okay so i'm gonna say so this is funny to me because, like, I, she hasn't even opened her mouth yet. <laughs> but this actually is funny, but for me it's also encouraging because you're looking at her, she's obvious, I mean, you might not be able, you can't see close up, close up, but you look at her like, okay, she's obviously looks like she's pretty, she's stylish, you know what I'm saying? So it's like there's something, there's something that they don't like, but... I'm sure there are plenty of guys just looking at her, you know, that they're like, oh, you know what I mean? So for me, it's encouraging because I'm not, I'm not girly girly, you know what I mean? And I ain't got the long hair because I cut my locks off a long time ago and have not grown them back. Um, and I'm not that girl to do the long natural hair and all the, I ain't, I'm not her. Uh, so, <laughs> so for me, it's like, wow, okay, obviously there's other things because she hasn't even, she ain't even started really talking yet and they already popping below. <laughs> So I guess they're getting some kind of vibe or something, or maybe that she, you know, she's just not 
their type, even though she's attractive objectively, she's not their type. So, I mean, I think that's kind of something to take uh, note of there because we can get offended or wrapped up or whatever. Like, oh, what? It, but it's like, uh, you you got any comments yet? Or <laughs> I don't know. I, I just well, keep going. Keep going. Okay. Oh, and the other thing I was thinking about is this is funny because it's like you're seeing it's a physical representation like you're able to see it's kind of like what's going on in somebody's mind, right? Because when we see people, we make judgments, we have preferences and stuff like that, but nobody really knows unless we say something or we actually act in a certain way or show a certain like, you know, facial well, expression, you know what I mean? But like you look at you cuz you look back you're like, "Oh, they're cute." You're like, "Mm." Uh, but here they're popping a balloon, so you know, like, oh. <laughs> it's almost funny because it's really hilarious, actually, the balloon pop, because it's like you're in their brain. Like, we can pinpoint exactly when. <laughs> they was like, nope. You know, and it's just like, oh, so I shouldn't have said that? Or, you know what I'm saying? So it's so funny. Like, when I smile, pop the balloon. Okay. So that he didn't like my smile. Uh, when I giggled, pop, you know. So it's like you almost get like a real time of how a man's brain thinks. Right. Like, when, when do they decide that you're not that person that they want to talk to, right? And so yeah. he's just like, he's just talking, and they're popping balloons out of nowhere. And it's like, right. Thing. Well, like, but we do the same thing. That's why it's funny. Cause they, yeah, because we know what we like and what we don't like, right? Right, right. And, and it's different for everybody because it's like, okay, there's like, I don't know, eight. I didn't count maybe eight guys, so it's like two or three pop. But there's others that have it, right? So it's like everybody has different preferences. So it, it's interesting to see this. But, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and watch a little bit more. And what do you look for in a guy? Um, tall, and it doesn't matter, dark, white, black. Okay. I like all types of guys. Oh, yeah, so you like experiments. Yes. Okay. All right. We like yes. that. All right. So we do see a couple balloons that get popped. So let's okay. go over to some of those guys and get a little more info. Okay. <laughs> so before I continue, um, as we can see, you know, she explained the rules of the game, and so many people was popping uh, the balloons when this girl came out before anything even happened. But um, this actual, um, there's certain clips in this dating show that have gone very viral based off of the response from um, the gentleman that's actually holding the red balloon with the beige shirt on. And what I did was I actually went back and watched the show, and so I picked out clips that I thought would um, bring a lot of uh, awareness to certain things that women are doing, single women are doing. Um, so we're going to go ahead and watch together, and I will jump back in and out whenever I have something to say, but I don't want to mess up your viewing pleasure, so I'm going to try to stay back as long as I can. <laughs> All right, let's start right on over here. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to stand right okay. next to me for this camera. Okay, okay sir, um, if we can have, just let her know your name, how old you are, and why. Hey, you see, she posed with David. I'm 30 years old, and the reason I pop a balloon, uh, she's just not my type. And what makes her not your type? Um... I'll say a body shape. I just prefer a little bit of thicker. You know. Okay. All right. <laughs> and now is David somebody that you would approach as he your type? Um, no. In what way? Um, I, he's intimidating, kind of looking, so I wouldn't walk up to him. Oh, yeah. It's called uh, male energy. Okay. <laughs> okay. So to me, it, it, you know, and I'm not in the room, and everybody again has their preferences, but. I could be wrong, but I'm thinking it's because he's got on a suit and, you know, that kind of business-like professional looking, and maybe that, that just makes her a little uncomfortable. But I don't know. He doesn't He doesn't seem intimidating to me. He doesn't seem overbearing or anything to me, but hey. That's what she said for, uh, about him, is that he's intimidating? 
Yeah, she said, why is he, she said, what do you think about him? And she said, well, you know, he's not my type. She said, why? well, he's kind of intimidating. <laughs> he's only intimidating because he pops a balloon. Yikes. Okay. Ouch. She's the only, he's the only one that she calls intimidating, though. I uh, know. <laughs> oh, she just had to think of something to say. She had to think of something to say, try to get back well, out of No, I mean, think about this. Like, you got to think about where women are right now. And, and right now, there's tea in the dating pool. <laughs> so the, the guy with the suit on may have something worth looking at. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he may have a great job and uh, he may be a decent, educated, you know, type of person and stuff. So if he doesn't like me at first glance, it's like, ooh, that's, that's an intimidating thing. If he had a pop balloon when I was out there because of my body shape, that would have intimidated me because it's like do not the businessmen like, you know, um, it's just it's something about it. Uh, I wouldn't have got mad if if a dude with baggy, saggy pants and gold teeth said that my body size wasn't the right way. But yep. that businessman, I'm gonna need him to to appreciate or look at, and and I, I want him to look at me. But the other one, no. But he he likes thicker women. He likes thicker women. Right. I'm I'm not saying nothing's wrong with him wanting thicker women. I'm just saying it would hurt it would hurt me that he doesn't like thicker doesn't like my body style, you know? So Yeah, I hear you. And I don't maybe that's what she missed. You're saying she was and she's intimidated by the fact that he didn't like her body. He he might have been a good prospect. I don't think that's what she's saying. I think she's just saying he intimidated me. I have no idea why. What's intimidating about him? I d I don't know. Exactly. I, I honestly, I don't get. I don't think that she's the type that would get intimidated because somebody don't like her either. Uh, she don't see. You that. don't. No, but then again, I've watched. I've watched this already. So, like, I see how she interact. But she may. You. But you could be right. It's a, it's, it's a thought. It's a thought. But I may have to be honest. I like. I like slim to. Like, like healthy, as in like maybe it looks like you work out, but not chubby. So. I, you know, everybody got their preference. <laughs> yeah. It's called uh, Melanie. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> so just that, just yeah. the energy that he's giving off. What about as far as, like, looks go? I mean, he's handsome. He's not bad looking. Thank you. You're beautiful, too. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So they're cordial. Okay. Why did you end up popping your balloon, and what's your name and health? My name's Adam. I'm 31. And that one? Um, no. She's nice, but no, when they look at me. And that's, that's I'm okay with that. That's fine. But I'm just saying right now, no. <laughs> the beard is way too big. Way too big. And I don't, never mind. <laughs> no. and humor. That is what you get. Um, <laughs> the shirt, I think if he had a different shirt on, 
I didn't, it's too much, too much going on. Um, ser- no, I am, I'm serious. I'm serious. I didn't really didn't think about it. Before. All the swirl and, and, the, and the color of it is like a tail. And he and I love dark. I love dark guys. I love the dark brown. So, like, I love the color, you know, skin color and everything. And the beard might not be that big of a deal, but, like, it, everything, it ain't, that don't, it doesn't flatter him. Uh, so, I'm, yeah. But anyway, look, I'm not, I'm not the contestant. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. Uh, other than that, you're beautiful. Thank you. I mean, she's a model, you yeah, know? I mean, <laughs> yeah, for sure, I get it, and I've dated some models. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to say, and, you know, Fallon, you have that model, model, you know, profile. Yeah, you know? thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, we, have to, we have to remember, and I didn't realize until I got older, like, models are, like, not your normal slim. Like, if you, like, the girl you know, you know, down the street or at church or whatever, you're like, man, she's skinny or she's slim or whatever, like... Models are skinnier than that. Yeah. They make them be there because the camera adds pounds and this, that, and the other. So it's like mm-hmm. a model, um, even if we're looking at her now, like the size that she looks like, well, it looks like she maybe be around the same size as me. She's probably not. She's probably Braille. Not slimmer than that. Yeah. So, um, you know, so everybody's not going to like that. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some people may be like, well, it's not my preference, but, you know, let me see what else is there. And mm-hmm. then maybe, which is going to kind of lead into some other stuff that guys are going to say later because, um, you know, those guys popped, those couple of guys pop now, you know, because of the physical, uh, there will be other balloons popping. <laughs> so it's not just, you know, the physical. So anyway. Why are you looking like that? Why are you looking like that? What did she say about his mouth? No, 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 no. He said, I've dated models before. I've retired from doing that. And so I she, heard him say that. Oh, and, she, and so she said, I'm sorry that left a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, that's just a phrase. That's just a figure of speech. Left a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably a lot that goes with dating a model, though. I don't know that I would want to date a, a, a male model. What model did he take? I don't. <laughs> See? See? He's talking, man. Going on. That's, you don't know. You do not know. No, I'm just playing. No. I don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> See, you're just roasting. Okay. I ain't even saying that. Roasting. You are roasting. You doing that grown up? You doing that grown up intelligent roasting? Mm-hmm. That man, he's probably a really nice guy. What'd you say? He's probably a really nice guy. He probably is, but you just said that you don't believe he dated any models. Well, you know, I don't know how old this video is. What does he have Because models have changed. Dang. Okay. So you still saying you saying you don't think he can catch a model? That's what you saying. Have you not seen the Victoria's Secret runway lately? Oh, I see what you said. Well, okay, gotcha. All shapes and sizes, baby. Everybody's a model. This is that's a good point. 
which I think is cool. I think that's cool. Um, I just, well, honestly, I don't want to see anybody any size in the the underwear and lingerie. My, like, I don't need all that. Um, so, but, but anyway, I digress. All right, let's we we have only done like three minutes, and we got. Okay, let's keep going. Let's keep going. And is he your type? Not really. I don't really like threadheads, like for personal reasons. But I mean, you're not bad looking either. You're handsome too. So personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you. And then let's go right on over here, sir. If we can have your name, how old you are, and why you popped your balloon. My name is Terrence. I'm 34, and I'm looking for a bigger. I want bigger too. Okay. <laughs> I need you to speak up where I can hear you. Like I want to be like I'm working out a little bit sometimes. The, the three right here. It's okay. I've been announcing you over the couch. I've been the couch. It's okay. But you been with those? Yeah, you like a. Uh, I appreciate it. A black queen. I am a black queen yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I am a black queen. <laughs> and now is Terrence your type? Is he someone that you would approach? Um, no, he's a little too short for me. I like taller men. I'm okay. tall, so mm-hmm. yeah. I'm so taller about like how how tall? Like when I put on heels, I'm like five nine, almost five eight. So okay. like six foot or mm-hmm. taller. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this man said he would have lost her over the couch. <laughs> And, um, you know, the thing is, I think that this, this young woman, you know, she's small, she's slimmer, you know, she's on the slim side. I don't necessarily think um, that they're coming from a place that they wouldn't want somebody slim. I just think it's just the fact that she's, like, you know, very slender. She's not, like, curvaceous, really. She does have, like, a very model aesthetic where it's very, you know, like, one straight line. There is a little bit, of, a, a bit of a curve, like, when you put on, like, certain fabric and stuff like that, but she's just a little slender. But I just thought that was interesting as well because, you know, I said it before. There are some men that will push a, a slim girl over for a big girl, okay? They will, they will run, jump, skip, and hop. To, to kick you kick you over just so that they can get with a big girl on preference, you know. And so I love how this this um, this gentleman with the locks is like, hey, I'm just a, I need a big girl. <laughs> so you know, but so far it's very people. But you guys are gonna see, you know. I'm gonna say, and I think I think we we need to take note of this is this is good for people that aren't naturally like us because we like we don't have to try to be slim, right? And even her. Uh, Reva, you looking at her like you could tell, like you know, she seems like she's kind of slim. We can't see like waist and hips and stuff, but you know, she, she seems like she's kind of slim. And you know, you and I, we we're trying to like maintain her gain weight, right? Uh, genetic, right. Yeah. But there's other women that that's not the case. So it's like, again, everybody has different preferences. And, you know, the phrase there's somebody for everybody and stuff like that. So if you are a woman that's on the fuller side, if you are a woman that's on the thicker side, heavier, even if you're overweight and you may be trying to work on them, but you're like, man, you know, and you're like, ain't nobody going to want me. That's not the case. Right. That is not the case. So if God, you know, if God sends you somebody that like, you know, that God can send you somebody that loves you the way that you are now and will love you. If if and if and when you improve and you want to change something about yourself, he's still gonna love you. So like, if you are you know that heavier uh, woman or you know thicker woman, and you may be happy with you, like, look, this is what this is what we doing. <laughs> I like this size. There there's some there could be somebody out there for you too. So you know that that's an encouragement, and I'm glad I'm glad that they actually have that on there. You know where they're not just like pushing like, oh, everybody got to be this size. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, because that, that's just not the case. And as, as they say, like some people, some people just they big boned it, and they <laughs> you know you know I I grew up in the Mississippi, I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, so I know you heard it. You're in Arkansas. They say they, say they big boned it, which is like the old school southern way of just saying like some people are just built a little bit different. They have a different frame, and they're never going to be actually slim. They're always going to be you know a little bit you know thicker, and so it's like okay, that's cool. <laughs> okay. 
sir. <laughs> your name, how old you are, and why you popped your balloon. Bo, I'm 30. Uh, I've been knowing him since like high school. And, you know, okay. I know her family, so we close there, so that's why. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we not, but he's cool. He's a handsome dude. He's cool. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's yeah. the only reason. She's okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so just because you, you guys know each other, yeah, that's the only reason. Okay, all right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay, sir, your name, how old you are, why'd you pop your balloon? Jibbins, I'm 24 years old, and I don't like your nails, they're too long. Okay. Sorry. And then um, just a little too old for me. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. And just the nails, that's the only thing? The nails, um, I'm a fitness trainer, so I could build that ass up. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> 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 I'm not building, but thank you. You said you don't need no building. Oh, okay. fine. I appreciate it. Okay, all right. And now, is he someone that you would approach? How are you feeling him? Um, He's fine. I just don't like the open shirt with the hair and the necklaces, but he's fine. He's mm -hmm. handsome, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, okay. And now, you know, nails, that doesn't like to change if that's the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> but why would she change her nails if she like? She obviously likes doing her nails like that. Anyway. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> Just speak your mind. Like I need, to, I need you to be able to be my wife, you know. Okay. And you can't really do that with long nails like that. They're gonna be breaking every like two seconds. Oh, sure. Okay. So do you always wear long nails? Uh, not always this length, but you know, I, it just depends on my mood when I. Feel like, okay. mm -hmm. like you said, she changes. Fallon, I see the face. I need, I need to hear. Can't be my wife with long nails. She's gonna be breaking them every five minutes. He says. Come on now. Come on. Come I, on. I don't know. I, I, uh, my nails, you know what I do for a So, I mean, and my nails are long. Like, I don't. That that long? Like, no, nah, that's long. That's, those are fake. I mean, they're acrylic. Yeah. So, it's not even, those don't even break, really. <laughs> they harder than nails. So, like, I, I don't know what, what the, what's the qualification of a, well, she has long nails. She can't be my wife. Like, I don't understand. Why, what is breaking them every five minutes? You only got ten fingers. I don't know. Maybe he wants, maybe he's not saying it, but maybe he wants somebody that's going to be able, that's going to work out with him. He said he's a fitness trainer. So maybe he wants somebody that they're going to work out, they're going to play, be athletic, they want to go play sports or hiking or something. So he wants somebody that, you know, is not going to be worried about messing up there. Three-inch nails. I don't know. He didn't elaborate. It just uh, sounded it, it sounded really childish to me. So I was like, "What? Well, okay. Uh, if you want to say they're ghetto, then say that. You know. Well, no, he shouldn't say that they're ghetto. He, if he feels like they're ghetto, they're ghetto. But don't say because you can't be my wife with long nails. Okay, that would be that would be very rude if he said I, those are get that's not that's not necessary that's not something that that's not rude that is rude i think that's what he considers ghetto just but like they consider her strong. okay so if i know that would be very and they're on tv okay snow i'm gonna tell you something if that was a, a thicker chick and they said they prefer a slimmer woman people would be up in arms but nobody's mad about her them saying they want a thicker woman he can say the nails are ghetto. To me, ghetto is an insult, so I would say It no. is. Good for him. But it's, that's just that's what he's thinking. He doesn't like it. So like, he it's ghetto. Like that. I don't know. He'll say ghetto. I wouldn't be like. That, if, I think that's what he said. Like if it was a group of women and then it was a guy that came up there and maybe he got like a bunch of gold teeth and all this stuff like that. 
I would feel like it would be rude for them to say, no, he just looks too ghetto for me. Like, let's say, you know, I don't really, you know, I don't like that look. That's a little, that's too much for me. We know what that means. You don't need to say to do a little ghetto, especially on national television or whatever, and millions of people are going to say that. Like, mm. They're but, all saying what the truth, like, they're saying what is wrong, like, why they don't want somebody. So if you feel just like they thought she was too skinny, that's, I mean, if you want to, why isn't that rude? Well, just saying somebody is slim or skinny is not necessarily looked at as an insult, but ghetto is Ghetto is like universally known, thought of as an insult. Like this, it, it is saying white trash. That's what he feel like the nails are, because I don't think he means you can't be a wife with my nails with long nails. I think he meant women with nails like that are ghetto to me, and so that's I think that's what he meant by it. I and he should just so. say that. He said she's gonna be breaking her nails every five minutes. So I was stupid. He got something he want her to do. I don't know what it is. But she can't do them with them nails. <laughs> he probably what? thinks, I bet he probably thinks like she's going to be too sedity. You know what I'm saying? If, I don't know. Let, let's move on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, you know, what's interesting is that, um, you know, the host was saying, well, this is something that can be changed. But I think that what a lot of women don't understand um, when, it, when it pertains to men is that, you see, the mindset that it takes you to choose certain things tells men a lot about you. Because men are very observant. As much as people want to act like men are oblivious and they don't notice the tiniest of things and stuff like that, sometimes when the women who are complaining that men don't notice anything, sometimes just because he's tired of you. Okay, I'm keeping it real. Sometimes just because he's tired of you, he's tired of the same old, same old. And so maybe he's not mentioning it, but it doesn't mean that he, necess- he doesn't necessarily notice. But you see, um, men are thinking of it as, you see, the mindset that it, that it takes you to go into the nails and to choose those nails, either you are a woman of a certain type of mindset or you're a follower. And so either way, they're not really interested based off of whatever their personal preference is of the type of woman that they're looking for. And as he said, he's looking for a wife at 24. So he's not even trying to play no games. You know, he's looking for the, for, the, for the real thing. And, of course, you know, just the same exact way is that you have, a, you know, in my a personal opinion, I believe the majority of men like a natural woman. Majority of men like natural bodies. Majority of men like natural nails, natural eyelashes, you know, natural hair. Like, they just prefer you, even if it is not real, for it to look as natural as possible. You do have men who like the opposing, but I feel like majority of men are constantly, like, screaming from the rooftops, like, we want you in your natural state. Oh, by the way, um, when I was listening to her on one before she mentioned, she actually is a hairdresser. So she she does hair for a living. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and ask our next guy here. Your name, how old are you, why did you pop your balloon? Hello, I'm Renard. I am 27. And I popped my balloon. One, I was going to pop it early because I saw the nails too, but I said I thought the same thing, like, okay, this, this can change. Right. But then when he said, you know, you could work on the, the booty a little bit, I was, and then you were like, no, I'm good, just write like that. I was like, oh, maybe a little stubbornness too. I don't know. Like, you got to be open-minded. Yeah, like, see, I, I like I mean, no, open-mindedness. Like, okay. Well, you're telling me that you want to change me to tell you I'm fine, so that's the problem for you? No, but I, it was more just like maybe in the – I actually – and if you think you look good and you, like, you actually do look good, but Thank that's you. fine, but it's more like – other conversations or other things possibly, oh, maybe I think you should grow in this area. Maybe you might be a little bit stubborn. That's why I just got oh, off the initial. Yeah, just, so, and then you kind of said a little hard-headed. So. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you, are, you are gorgeous. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. And is he your type in any way? I mean, yeah, he's very handsome. I probably would talk to him if he came up to me at a party or somewhere. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Nice. Okay. You see, the thing is, this is exactly how I just explained how the man's mindset works. This is exactly what I tell women a lot of times, especially on my channel. You know, when they see the result of something, they immediately connect it to something else. And the reason why their mind works like that is because men always see the big picture. 
They always see, you know, wait a couple steps ahead. They're not looking right here, right now. They're seeing all the way five years from now, three years from now. So even though she just made a response and she thought it was an innocent response of saying, well, you know, I'm fine the way I am. I don't need to change. He's like, okay, so now I know when I have um, different problems with you, you're going to be that same stubborn woman that is stuck on whatever it is, feeling like you're perfect, you're without spot, you're without wrinkle, and nobody can't tell you nothing. I don't want a woman like that. Now, I will say, I didn't realize the first time I watched this, I guess what he said was, I can build that A up because I'm a fitness trainer. <laughs> I I have to be honest, that would be that would be offensive to me to, for him to say it that way. Uh, so I I will give her credit that like I mean like you didn't have to say it like that like oh yeah I can build your behind up like okay then now you're telling me my my behind too little like you didn't have to say it Lee you could have said it a different we could have approached that a little bit different way. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, but you can also tell something about the way somebody responds to things. So like I still think she's on point. Uh, overall, and what he's saying, like I can, I can understand. What, what do you think? It's with the nails and the I'm fine the way I am thing. Elaborate. If if she has shorter nails and she said, "Well, I like my body," it'd be a different. It probably would have all the way because dude said even he said it. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, he said I was gonna be like, "No," nah, because of the nails. And then he was like, but then, even then, so she said, no, I'm fine away. Pop. It's a mindset that go with them nails. Yeah. And, it, you know, yeah, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, yes, ghetto is a derogatory term. Uh, and, you know, but, I mean, it, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And that is, those, the nails like that don't mean work hard. They don't say work hard anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't say, um, you know, it's just a, a stigma on the long nails and stuff. She ain't, you know, even though she's a model, you know, you got to think about the profession. She don't have to do anything, really. Walk down the runway or take a picture. So, you know. Okay, I got to stick up for the models. I think that that is work. Yeah, I think it is, too. I'm not saying, I'm saying it's not hard labor. It's not manual labor, like it's not manual labor, but like there's a lot of work and dedication that goes into Absolutely. it. Absolutely, they got to keep the look up. They got to do hair, nails, makeup, all this stuff. It's awful. Wardrobe change, back of the runway, all this. I understand that's work, work, but at the same, at the end of the day, she can still have long nails. She can. She don't have to sit and type all day or deliver mail. All day. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were nails. Like, like nails that long? What'd you say? The nails that long. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of, I get what he's she, saying. I felt him on the nail thing. You said she can't what? She, she probably. Oh, wait, that's backtracking. Because you said, he, you said you don't see why he said she can't be his wife with the long nails. That was, I was saying what was stupid was what he said about it. Okay. I understand why he don't want to be with somebody with long nails like that. Okay, but just but like he said a stupid answer. Clear enough. He said a stupid, like he should have just said the ghetto and moved on. You know what I'm saying? Like you should have long nails or ghetto to me. You know, because that's what he's thinking. I know what he's thinking. Okay, but then I feel like just like you said. Okay, well she could have said I'm fine with my body instead of saying. I mean, she's like, I like my body instead of saying, I'm fine how I am. Like, 
it's like saying the same thing a different way and there's a certain attitude behind one the verse to the other. So I'm going to say, to me, I feel like saying, you know, I don't really like that look is the same as saying I like my body. And then saying, well, that just looks ghetto to me is not as bad as saying I'm fine the way that I am, but it's inconsiderate. But, okay, I'm going to drop it. I'm going to drop it. I'm going to drop it. <laughs> Fatless is like, no, just call them ghetto. Just the ghetto. The ghetto. Ghetto. Okay. All right. And, and if you if you are someone and you're listening or watching, and sister, you got them long nails. If you like them, go off. We're not we're not saying that you're automatically lazy or you don't have any class or, or that's not what we're saying. Uh, we're just saying it, it does portray a certain thing. Um, but of course, there are uh, you know there there probably are some women that have like really extra long nails that don't have an attitude. It's probably out there as well. But just, we just, to, um, just to defend ghetto uh the ghetto can be the really long long nails or they can also be the ones that are way down here <laughs> okay i guess i haven't seen that so what is that is this what, what, what? no these aren't acrylic just you bite your nails that short <laughs> i don't feel like this ghetto this just you got anxiety you got you got a nervous tick what i'm saying is ghetto is the time to use when you just kind of want to be like there's way over there i don't want it you know what I'm saying? Not saying that it's got anything to do with actually coming from the ghetto. Okay, so you're using it as like it just looks rough, like it don't look right. Yeah, that's it. I don't. Uh, that's what they oh, use. I didn't. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Like they say, the earth is ghetto. The United States is the ghetto of the world. I didn't. I have not heard that. Like it's just like we are a crap show. Like. You know what I'm saying? Well, see, in that case, that's, whoa. Okay. Like, there's a whole bunch of reasons to use the ghetto. You know what I'm saying? So it's not just. I do in, like, personal interaction and stuff like that. Like, with somebody that I know or one of them, like, oh, you do that's ghetto when I'm saying it as a joke. But if I'm talking to somebody that I don't know, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not going to use it that way. That loose. That loose way. I would just say, "Oh, that doesn't look. They don't look good, or that's rough, or whatever." Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. But I, I use it that way amongst people that I know, but mm. not people I don't know, because again, it can sound like you're saying something. <laughs> Especially if there's other people watching. You know what I mean? Like again, this is on TV, but this this is how we, our brains work different. Like we think, yeah. I'm like this is on TV. You not only do I know, you know, I don't know you. You don't know me. These other dudes sitting here, these people are filming, and all these folks are going to say this, watch this. I ain't just going to let it fly and just, like, bless you out like that. You know what I mean? I feel like they're trying to be respectful, you know, and considerate, which I, I appreciate. Uh, but and, and speaking of which, when he gets when she gets to the guy with the beige shirt, I think she's going to do him. See, like, that's another thing. You're not fair because you already seen this. So I'm just walking blind through this. I'm just going by my first thought. You've had time to, to process a, and have a change of thought. So I ain't had no change of thought. What I'm telling you now is what I thought the first time, and that's okay. That's okay. Because I'm, I bet I'm sure it's plenty of it's plenty of people that's gonna listen to this and be like, I know that's right, Fallon. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know in the comments. Do you agree with Fallon? He just said, Yeah. He just said, just said, No, nah, this doesn't get along like that. <laughs> 
let her know. Or do you agree with me that, like, that's a little bit too much? You just let us know. <laughs> let us know. Do you wear really long? Do you wear long nails? And if you say yes, we need to know how long. Like, are we talking a half inch, one inch, two inch, three inches? If you wear long nails, yes or no? Let us know. What do you think about that? Let us know. Put it in the comments. Or, or, or email us, hello at 99 Ways to Win. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, text me. I don't know what that number is. I lost it. I didn't lose it. I turned the page. What's my phone number, Fallon? Oh, now you know. Uh, no, I know you don't know because you're in a new, new era. <laughs> we don't have to remember such things. Look, here you go, right here. Look, that's ghetto to remember numbers. Ah, that don't work. That don't work. No, that's what they using it like. No, that don't work. They, don't they work. use it like that. I'm telling you, it's ghetto. Is that young people doing that? Because that don't yes, work. Yes, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. I got kids. That, that don't work. No, that's not ghetto. You can't come with the old school era of terminology, Michelle. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to have to help me. I'm not doing that. You got to get up on this. That's why I'm saying to to just say it's ghetto because that's what they say nowadays. Like, uh, that's the ghetto. I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, because of what era you grow, we grew up in with the word ghetto meant something totally different. Well, why didn't you tell me that at the beginning when I was debating? Why didn't you tell me at the beginning? We just well, talking about it. No, just say it. And I'm sitting there telling you, no, that's rude. It, why didn't you say, well, it means something different now? I thought you knew, but you were just standing up for what you believe in. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to argue with you real about life. what you feel. This is real life. This is me This is real. <laughs> real. All right. Fine. Okay. So, anyway, yeah. So, if you realize that, uh, you know, I'm a fuddy-duddy. You can text 682 <laughs> Oh, my goodness, Scott. Fuddy-duddy. <laughs> well, for real, though, like, not taking your cart to the buggy thing is ghetto. That's rude. It's ghetto. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what they use. I would say it's trifling. That's what I would say. That's trifling. I'm a, but that's an old school. It is. Say old school. I got yeah. it. I got it from my mama. I say a lot of stuff from my mama. That's all right. That's all right. Next. Alan is a little bit younger than me, so this is coming out now. Thanks. That's a thanks now. I'm right behind you. Hey, 99 Ways to Win family. This is Kendra Dublin, and I am hoping that you get my book, Pathway to Patience, How to Give God Control So You Can Fulfill Your Ministry. Sister Ira Booker, who is a speaker and encourager, says, I have one word. Wow. This book is word on word. Dr. Nicholas Glenn, minister of Sharp Road Church of Christ, said, if you have ever found yourself in the balance of self-will versus God's will, this book will be of great benefit to you. Kelly Neal, who is a worship leader, says Kendra has a zeal for helping God's people see the need to work on becoming the person God intended them to be. Kenneth Spence, minister and teacher of Camden Church of Christ, says here in Pathway to Patience, in excellent fashion, Kendra draws the reader into the biblical narrative by developing a first person perspective of the scriptures. Also from Tiffany Malone, who is a coach, author and speaker, Kendra delivers a fresh perspective on patience and God's timing in her latest book, along with the loving admonition. 
to wait on the Lord. And also from Stephanie Booker Wilson, who was a music director. She says this book is a combination of open book, honesty, personal testimony and biblical truth all bound together in a how to let go and let God manual. Are you going to get the book today? Hey, everybody, you just heard my girl Kendra Dublin talking about her new book, Pathway to Patience. Well, she is offering a very special treat for 99 Ways to Win listeners. If you go right now, order the book and enter the coupon code 99ways, you will get a journal absolutely free. So go to Kendra-Dublin.com. Look at the top of the page. You'll see the link for pre-order. Go through, pay for the book, do not upgrade, pay for the book, and then enter the coupon pine code 99ways and you will get a journal for free. The first 15 listeners that do that, you get your journal for free. That is an $8 value. So go now. All right, let's get back to this dating game reaction. It's getting good. He said, I want somebody who's going to cooperate. And just based off of that, that uh, you know, one minute interaction, I can already see that you're going to lack in that area. <laughs> So we'll come back to him. Yeah, right, you, you had it. Let's go over here, and then we'll get back to you. So we got your name. Oh, yeah, my name is Anthony, and I'm 28. Uh, partly because uh, a little bit of conversation about the bully meet. Because I'm from the South, so, you know, traditionally, I get down. But, uh, <laughs> you know, well, excuse me. Well, cornbread. Maybe I'll get bigger. Well, but you said you, you said you was fine. Like, you didn't want to shake it. So I, I am fine. Like, well, I mean, you are fine. I'm not okay. disagreeing with you there, but I was like, you know, if you wanted to put it on, I would have been encouraging that. But you didn't seem <laughs> open-minded to that path in your life, and that's why I had to make my decision. Okay, that's fine. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, she's definitely gorgeous. And she seemed a little high maintenance, too. Oh, so, that's uh, back. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. See that. So you can't keep up with her, is what you're saying? You no. can't afford me, is that what you're saying? No, it's more like it's a down-to-earth vibe, like how we don't chill and stuff, and you always worried about the Kardashians and all of this. Um, Trust me, I'm very down-to-earth. I'm not worried about them at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm very chill. Actually, my personality is very chill. You know, I'm chill. No. 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 Okay. What you said, (laughs) Sally. Trust me, I'm very chill. No, you're not. He said that you seem high maintenance, and you said that's a fact. Then the host, who had been doing well if, so up to that point, goes, oh, you can't keep up with her? Why are you insulting this man's pocketbook? He just says he seemed high maintenance. And, that, and high maintenance does not always mean expensive, number one. Number two, and... You know, full transparency. I like I'm I, I'm I've not been dating or anything like that. I got married kind of young. It didn't work out, and I'm not legally allowed to date yet because we ain't took care of that. And if you're old enough, you understand what that means. <laughs> but I've been I've been living single for over 15 years. All right, but I ain't been dating. But all of that being said, I didn't when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. I did not expect the guy to pay for my hair or nails, or anything else. So, if you're high maintenance, then you should be maintaining yourself the same way that you were before you met him. That's how I feel. Right. So you're married. I mean, he might, well, if you want to pay for something, if he want to, fine. But I feel like I'm not expecting you to pay for anything because you're not responsible for me. I hope you do give me some gifts and some presents and you, you know, throw something in my way every now and then, but that's not your responsibility. I'm my own responsibility. Well, see, that's where the, the Bible gets called in. Come on. Uh, because here we are talking about 
what some man should do for us when, first of all, we don't have a ring. The second of all, why do you feel like he should pay for that? What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, you're giving him your body. So now, since you're giving him your body without the ring, he needs to pay for it. What does that sound like? Ladies and gentlemen, silence yourselves. I mean, it just, what does it sound like to you? I mean, when you put it You got to pay for my hair and nails. Or what? Or you'll close your legs? <laughs> like what? Like what is it? Ouch. Ouch. Okay, so to be fair, what if they have, she's not giving that out? Then he ain't going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean if he's having to pay for, you know, her different her stuff? If she's you saying that's what you're saying, right? Like if he got to no, put I'm saying men ain't staying put for no woman that ain't giving it up either. What? What did we? Okay, well, that's we, why we single. Come on now. You the devil is a lie. Okay, just, the devil is a lie. It's just, <laughs> it's, that's a lot of that's a lot of the culture now. I mean, a worldly man is not. Absolutely. We both know that. A carnal a carnal man is not. No. Absolutely. But a guy, a man that is really following God, even though they may want to, but they're like, okay, yeah, we need to, and then they, they will wait. So let, let's be, I know we're joking around and stuff, but for real, but we do need to make that clear. We're not. <laughs> so it is, it, but it is hard. So, you know, it is far and few between, uh, you know, to find that. And then you got to find one that you actually, like, y'all both, like each other. <laughs> well, you know, you got to be on the same. Because you got to admit, I'm sure you may have met a guy that, you know, maybe he was, you know, he, he wasn't trying to push you to that, but you like, you weren't feeling him. So it was like, okay. So there's that. You got to be fair. Sometimes we don't want them. Because <laughs> they're, they're not our type. Or there's not that chemistry. Or we have different goals. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that go on. There's a lot of stuff going on, and it could all be solved if we just went by the book. But okay, <laughs> not what? saying I've been perfect. I ain't been perfect. I got three kids out of wedlock. You know what I'm saying? Like what? I have three children out of wedlock. I've been in different relationships. Like um, I'm married and divorced. Come on, like, I'm not saying that, but it, I'm thinking about the hindsight is like, man, this all could have been avoided, all the turmoil and everything had I just went by the book. And we have gotten so carnal, or the Christianity, even the church and everything has gotten so carnal that it's like, well, we don't even expect it they going to date, they're going to shack first, and then they're going to get married, and we're okay with it. Mm. It's normal now, even in the church, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like there's no there's no seriousness mm. about the Lord anymore like that. So it's just uh, like nobody's hiding it, nobody's guilt, guilty, you know? Nobody's sneaking around. It's just straight up out there now. Bring back humility. <laughs> First Corinthians six seventeen through 19. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. 
Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, Mercy. who you have from God, and you are not your own? Now, if you look at it that way, ooh. I didn't need, I, I knew, I remembered the flea sexual immorality, and it's funny because I knew that there was, there, and I think there may be another passage in Romans where it talks about your body not being your own. I don't know, but I didn't realize it was in with the same verse. But I didn't realize that this it, this scripture this passage also had the your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and this is kind of ironic to me because um, you hear people say that when they're talking about being fit and staying healthy and taking care of your body as far as like how you eat and mm -hmm. exercising, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that at all. You know, they say, hey, you know, you get to take, you need to take care of your temple, yeah. and you need to eat right, you need to exercise. There's nothing wrong with, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. It's not unscriptural. That's not what I'm saying. However, I don't hear people saying, you need to take care of your temple and save yourself. You need to take care of your temple and I know he looked good. I know she looked good. I know your hormones going. I know you may have already went there, but let's not do that now because we know we're trying to do better. Right? Uh, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So when you sin sexually, when you sin any kind of way, you know, you're saying, you know, the Holy Spirit is there, like, what, what's going on? Like, okay. But this is saying, like, you sin sexually, like, you wouldn't go to the church house and <laughs> you sick, you know, and be like, hey, let's, you know, go in one of the classrooms. You wouldn't do that. But we don't look at it like, oh, when I, Sin sexually, like this is God's, the Holy Spirit is here, and I'm doing this right here in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. That's so great. That's, and, and just like you said, I'm not perfect. So, like, I defiled the temple, you know, uh, you know, just like <laughs> remembering, realizing, like, hey, like, when you think that, it's like, oh, wait, okay, no, this, this is not, okay. you know, you can't, you're not going to be so casual about it. I think if you keep that in the forefront of your mind, you're going to be like, oh, no, we can't. We can't roll like this. You uh, got to think about it. Like, like have you, you look at that scripture and you're like, or do you not know? I can honestly say I didn't know. Mm. Like, I didn't know that my body is the temple, mm. the Holy Spirit. Mm. I didn't understand that. It didn't click with me that that's what I was. So I I'm thinking. Young age either. I really wasn't. You know, well, it wasn't even that young for me. This was, what, three, four years ago. I was. <laughs> and even then, you didn't really, you didn't understand that. I still didn't understand it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it takes, I don't know how long it takes. Whenever the Lord say it, that's when it, when it happens. But, uh, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Okay, so we got a triune God, the creator, the father. He sent himself as his son, okay, as a, a redemptive sacrifice, right? So 
I want my kids with me. So we're going to do this, you know, so that they can come home, so that they can inherit what they got coming for them. So they did this. But, like, if you look at it like a cartoon or something, and you see Jesus talking to God, and he's like, hey, but they can't do it by themselves. Like, I can come down here and do the sacrifice, but, like, they need help. Okay. Well, let's put the Holy Spirit in them. That way they'll know what to do. Ooh. So he put a little bit of peace of himself inside of us. And all they have to do is listen to him, and he will guide them and remind them of everything that you taught them, the, the disciples that were down there with him on earth. And for us that weren't down there, uh, you know, and the people, you know, that was after them, like the Holy Spirit will remind you of what Jesus said that you've read or that people have taught you. So, like, if you're taught, the Holy Spirit is going to remind you, hey, this is how you handle this. This is. And that's why, like, it says, whom you have from God and you are not your own. When you gave yourself, like, okay, like that's, you should be on your face right now. <laughs> what does that mean? What do you mean? Man, like sometimes when I think about how good the Lord is, like the, the redemptive plan for us, that makes me fall because he don't have to do, he didn't have to do that. He's the creator. He could have just said, "Forget it." I know he's perfect because I just would have. I would have been done. I would have been done, bro. I just you hear me? So that's what I'm saying. Like I was like Noah, y'all, and then uh, let me just bring y'all up to heaven. Then never mind. <laughs> you, y'all, you know, get the coat. You ain't got to float around on the ocean. It's like, okay, everybody, Noah's the only righteous one. Your family, your family wins. Boom. Just come on. He could have stopped at Enoch. Because he took him. <laughs> Enoch, Enoch walked with God and was not. He didn't die. That's right. He could have stopped right there with him and was like, you know what? Let's go and make a new one. You know, I, I mean, but... We gave ourselves, we said, we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We, we have faith in him. We believe his blood was enough to, uh, to redeem us, right? And we believe that he rose, he died and he rose again. Um, and when he left us, he sent a piece of himself to live within inside of us. And when we said that we believed in him, we are, we gave ourselves to him at that point. Our body is no longer ours. We are walking human sacrifices. We are I'm looking right now. And That's I'm what you're looking for? Looking away from you, but I can't, since I'm screen sharing, I, can't, I didn't want to look up the other scripture because you were talking about this one, but that's the one that I'm looking up right now. About oh, go ahead and look it up on there. It's fine. Yeah, okay. We're going to move on now. All right. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead. Living sacrifice. All right. Come on. Here we go. Romans 12. Starting with verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy... To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, 
holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Keep breathing. Mm, okay. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, Mercy. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, you know, we go back up, like you just talked about, you know, Jesus coming down, dying, rising again, so that we had a way to be right with God without having to kill animals and all of this stuff like that. Uh, he showed his mercy. So because he showed his mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. And this is something that I really just really more started thinking about more, you know, as an adult and stuff. But I, I want to bring, I want to talk about this because, you know, we'd be like, okay, well, you know, I'll, like even like when our human relationships, right? Like, you know, our kids or your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, you're like, oh, you know, I'll die for them. You know, if somebody, you know, I'll, I'll jump in front of a bullet for them. Uh, a lot of times we think about like when we're really dedicated to somebody. We were willing to put our life at risk and say, like, okay, I will lose my life trying to protect you. And that is good. But it's harder to lose ourselves or let me not say lose ourselves, deny ourselves, lose something that we want to protect this person, to honor this person, to love this person. I you know, I, yes, if somebody breaking the house or whatever, and they trying to they trying to go for my daughter, yes, I'm gonna put myself in front immediately. But when she needs me to be patient because she's you know trying to process something, or she got something else she needs to do. But I'm in a hurry, and I'm like, no, I want you to do this right now. Am I going to die to myself then? Hmm. And say, wait, let me back up. I'm being impatient because I'm stressed about this, or I'm or I'm running late, and now I'm pushing her but she needs this, so am I chilling out and dying to myself there? Are we, you know, if we're married, are we willing to give, you know, the husband what he needs and die to ourselves to love him that as opposed to, oh, you know, or for, we, so, you know what I mean? Like the living sacrifice, so when it comes for what God is like, okay, he's not, there are some people, and there are some people right now that are being martyred, that are being killed, for their faith, because we are so blessed in America, and anybody listening that's outside of America, and you're in, you know, like these communist countries, some of these hostile Arab countries, uh, there's places in Africa, the Middle East, Russia, Ukraine, like all all these different China, where they have to hide to go churches, and they're actually getting attacked, they're getting jailed, they're getting beaten, they're literally getting killed. There are people that have to actually choose: Am I going to still stick up for God, or and, and knowing that somebody is going to beat or kill me. But most of us, especially if we're in America, we're not in that situation. We, it, may, it may change later, but we, we're not dealing with that, right? But it's like, okay, you, you, you say, okay, yeah, I would. If, you know, if it came down to it, I would. But like, okay, are you dying to yourself? Are we willing to put aside what we want and show God, yes, uh, yes. You know, before I have to make the choice, because that, that's the important thing, because that shows your, your your commitment, your ongoing commitment, that relationship. So, yeah, and, and I just pulled that up, obviously, because, you know, if we're, 
you know, we're, we're like I said, we're laughing, watching this. This is a secular show. Is this a regular show? That, you know, not claiming it for it to be a Christian show, but this is a Christian podcast. We are Christians, so yeah, we're always gonna, you know, put the biblical principles, critical thinking, and healthy doses of grace on everything we do. And the grace is, hey, we know people make mistakes. We didn't made them. We're not mm-hmm. saying these are horrible people. If you live in a certain way, we're not saying, oh, how how dare you? How could you? We all did something. We're all sinners. Man. Every day. We're just saying, hey, this is this is what the Bible says. And we've chosen to submit to Christ. We've chosen to um, you know, put God on put Jesus on in baptism. So yes, I want to be saved. I want to follow you. And when you just like when you sign up for that job, it's certain things. There's certain things you can do. There's certain things you're expected to do. There's certain things you can't do. Yeah. When you go, when you get an apartment, there's certain things you can do there, and there's certain things you can't. When you sign up with you, it is free. You can't earn it. You don't have to be good enough. Mm-hmm. He just wants you to come as you are. Yes, come as you are, with a commitment to follow him, to give up whatever you have to give up to follow him. And once you make that commitment, now it's like, hey, this is. This is what it looks like me. This is what I expect. Sanctification. Hmm? The sanctification has to happen. Yeah. When that, you know, uh, once you choose, once you decide, I ain't going to say choose, but once you decide, once you hear the word and you're pricked to come with Jesus, there's a process that the Holy Spirit is moving in you at all times. Like he's moving in you to move you, to sanctify you daily. So <laughs> you got to ask yourself, if if you look back from a year ago and there's no change in your attitude, <laughs> there's no change in your thoughts, there's no increase in your your yearning for the Lord. I don't know what I think you might want to check your 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 I don't know how to put it, but there's something amiss here. Mm. Because the Holy Spirit will grow you. There are some things where I know people, they bad off, but they started off worse off. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. You can be bad off, but you started off worse off. So probably still doing this, cussing, smoking, drinking, whatever. But, you know, well, you used to do this, this, and, you know, and now you don't move something. So it's just about, you know, moving towards being Christ-like. Right. And and it is a process, and it's like... I'm so glad you said that because it's like, again, going with the, um, you know, analogy of employment. Like you sign up for something and you say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this position. I'm going to do these things. And maybe you already have experience, but you need to learn like the way that they do it. Or, you know, that you need to know like what your manager, particularly how they may like certain things done and things like that. And they don't expect you to get all of it right away. They don't. The first time you make a mistake, they don't. Right go off on you or fire you. There's a process. And as, but if you are making an effort and you're listening to the instruction that they're giving you, you start learning and you start progressing and you start doing that job 
in a, you know better way and you in and uh, they can see the progress because you care enough to listen and mm -hmm. modify and change and it's the same thing thing with God is the same thing with a relationship right and like you said like if another a year you look back and it is this like with you know boyfriend girlfriend husband wife well, now we revisit it though you yeah. see what I'm saying we like, can revisit that in the relationship so what are we doing here in this secular relationship, you know what I'm saying? I'm giving you my body. You're getting my hair and nails done. Are we going to get married or not? You know, we <laughs> did. I wasn't going there. I was not. But I'm for real, though. Like, the way they revisit that, that's how you need to revisit your sanctification. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's what you need to do. Talk to the Lord. What are we doing here? <laughs> But the thing is, God should be talking. God is because because He's always doing His part. The Holy Spirit is always moving. We got we got to talk to ourselves like, wait, what am I doing? Yeah. What what Check am I? Doing? The Holy Spirit then. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doing. And the, well, and you got to see if it's really there. Well, okay, so that's why I wanted to look up a couple of scriptures. So this is First Corinthians fourteen. Um, I'm just going to read uh, this uh, for 31 and 32. For for you, uh, this is Paul talking to Corinthian church. Um, he's mm -hmm. talking about them, the uh, gifts of the spirit, and them speaking in tongues and prophesying and stuff during service and stuff like that. Um, that's the context of it, but I'm going to relate it to what we're talking about. Okay, for you all can prophesy in turn, so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. The spirits of prophets are subject to the control of prophets. So he's telling them, um, if I remember correctly, this is one of his passages where he's like, oh, because well, he says, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. So he was explaining to them, like, y'all too chaotic, y'all doing too much, you know, everybody, you know, all these people jumping up and, you know, y'all speaking in tongues and saying this and this person got a word and this person got a word and it's chaotic, like everybody talking over each other is too much. And he's like, wait, wait do this, you know, and we, you know, the church people are like, you do things decent and in order. Um, he's like, wait, like, y'all take turns. <laughs> okay, one person stand up, and you talk, and uh, somewhere else in the passage, it says, like, if somebody's speaking in tongues, and somebody needs to be there to interpret, and if not, you need to be quiet, because nobody knows what you're saying, so it's not helping anybody. But the point is, he says, the spirits of prophets are subject to the control of the prophets, so he's like, yeah, the the Holy Spirit may will give you something, but He's not going to force you to just blurt it out abruptly and interrupt everything. Mm -hmm. You control it. So when the Spirit gives you that, you decide when you say it. You can say, "Well, hey, I have something you know I would like to say," and you can and you can stop talking. Yes. So likewise, controllable. Yeah, right. and, and you could choose to not ever say anything and not tell anybody that the Holy Spirit said anything to you. So related to what we're talking about, now if you do this for an extended period of time, like obviously that's a whole other conversation, but you got the Holy Spirit, you're Christian, you got the Holy Spirit, you choose whether or not to listen. Yeah. He's not going to make you mm -mm. turn that inappropriate thing off. He's not going to make right. you get out of that place that you have no business being in. Right. He's not gonna. He's not gonna make you stop cursing. If you try, if you cursing somebody out, or you do, he's not gonna make you. Now he he will. He will give you something. You will sense. You will like. Wait, this I shouldn't. He's a disciplinarian. You yeah. If you're going to listen, or you're gonna push past and be like, no, I'm gonna do it anyway. 
you don't say that. You don't say that probably verbally in your head, but you're saying it with your decision to keep doing it. Uh, there's uh, what is the other one? And there's another. Uh, there's another one. Hold up, real quick. The Holy Spirit. You know where I'm going. Yeah. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what. Stop shaking, rocking like a church lady. There go, mother. I can't help it. Lady, <laughs> I love the word now. When I get when that word start wording, when God start God, when the Holy Spirit start Holy Spirit, and I start rocking, I can't help it. I'm sorry. Okay, the last one is the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, that's cringe, as my daughter would say, and she probably thinks I'm cringe for saying it's cringe because she don't like me use that term. But that's okay. It's my podcast. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, Ephesians 4, 29 through 31. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Um, again, this is Paul. Uh, this is a letter that he wrote to the Ephesian church. We're not talking about <laughs> malice right now, but I just went ahead and read that. But I wanted to pull this one up because, you know, he's saying, like, th- these are people, He again, he's writing, you know, Paul, he's going all these different places, preaching, establishing churches, and then he writes back to them to encourage them, to talk to them, to correct things, you know, give them, uh, instruction on things that he has heard that's going on. So these are believers. These are Christians. All right. And there's some stuff that either they may have been just going on or maybe that he heard about or he's just warning them, don't do this. So he's saying, hey, you know, don't be talking crazy. Don't don't be talking dirty, whatever like that. Actually, this uh, scripture came up in Bible class today. And one of the brothers said when he looked at um, unwholesome, word up in the Greek, it meant manure or compost. So mm-hmm. don't let any manure come out of your mouth. Is <laughs> uh, what that meant in the Greek. Uh, no trash, no mess. None of that. No mess come out of your mouth. Um, but he says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. So it's like, again, these are Christians. So it's like, you have the Holy Spirit in you. Yep. And Behave in this way if you talk mean, if you know, he's talking about anger, you know, if you're talking mean, if you're talking dirty, whether that's sexually dirty, as you, you know, got your whatever, your, whatever that is going on, you know, and you're talking and y'all ain't married and y'all talking sexually dirty or you just you just like dirty jokes or you just curse or whatever whenever you get ready or you're throwing shade and talking bad about people, slander. Gossiping about people. When you do this stuff, you are grieving the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's still there. He didn't leave, but He's holy. And then when we're when we behave unholy, that's uncomfortable because mm. God God can't stand sin. He hates sin. Right. Wow. So as I'm saying, as I'm thinking, like God hates sin. Hmm. He is so loving and patient that he allows his Holy Spirit to stay inside of us. And then even when we mess up and do this stuff, he don't like, you know what, forget, okay, you ain't acting right. Never mind. He doesn't do that. Now, again, 
if you just keep on, keep on, keep, at some point, like, oh, you know, you can be in danger. Like, there's a whole other situation. But we're just saying, like, um, you know, he expects us to do right. And he gives us chances. He gives us, he's given us everything that we Thank need. Thank you, and he knows, you know, we may mess up. I don't say gonna mess up. I don't like saying that because I feel like it doesn't set the bar where it should be. Because, uh, like, you know, you and I used to, you and I used to play basketball, right? So it's like we never like, well, we know you're gonna miss some shots. Your coach usually didn't talk to you like they're like, hey, we want you to do this, you know, uh, pass here, do this. We're gonna run this play, and then she's gonna make this shot. That's how you talk. But then if you miss the shot. He was like, how could you miss that? You know, uh, they don't they don't go off, but they set the expectation. The expectation is you make the shot. So as a Christian, the expectation is you choose right. You don't sin. That's the expectation, right? And I, and I think that's something that we need to talk about more now because, like, we so like, oh, well, he knows you're going to do this, and he knows you're going to do that. And it's like, well, it kind of make it like, well, you don't really have to try because it's called anonymism. <laughs> he expected you to see it anyway, you know what I mean? It was like, but if you actually listen to the Holy Spirit every time and deny yourself every time, you won't. He know my heart. That's what they say. That's what yeah. a lot of people say. He know my heart, you know, and that's a exit. It's not a way out, though, because I'm telling you, yeah, he know you. But he also knew that you meant what you just did. You chose that. That's why I think a lot of believers say it like that. Fire. I like that. Yeah, like he knows your heart. He knows what you meant to do too. And 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 this is the thing. Like I think that's why certain believers be really feeling bad on themselves because we be like, man, but I wanted to do that. We got to remember our first nature is sin. That's our first nature because of Adam and Eve. Because of Adam specifically. Now because of Jesus. When we said yes to Jesus, we died in Adam, and we rose with Jesus. Mm -hmm. So now we don't have a default. I kind of explained it. Now, you can tell me if I'm wrong or not, but I told my son that, well, actually, it wasn't even my son. It was my uh, little cousin. Um, I said, you know, at first, living throughout life, it seems as though we always had, you've seen the cartoons with the devil and the angel on the sides or whatever. So when we're first born, it seems like we only have the devil right here. <laughs> I didn't because you have a conscience. Yeah, we have a conscience. That's not the. I'm not even saying they're consciences. I'm just saying it's like this is the spirits in the world. It's either you with God or you ain't. Uh -huh. So before we accepted Jesus, we ain't with God. We got the devil right here, right? He's telling us what to do or whatever. We kind of got a little conscience. Everybody has a conscience, you know what I'm saying? Even murderers and stuff have consciences, you know, just some things bother them worse than others or whatever. But when we put on Jesus, the little red ones still stay there. <laughs> he still be kicking. He like a roach. They, they hard to die. They hard to kill off, you know what I'm saying? And so I shouldn't even learn nor did I if I have any experience with such things in my upbringing in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> I will leave everyone to speculate, but how hard I laugh should let y'all know something. Continue. The roaches. Bam. Right there. <laughs> then you got the and if they real bad, you can spray. If the spray you gotta get the boric acid. 
and put it along the I'm telling on my okay, well this this is in the past. Okay, sorry. You gotta get the boric acid and put it up under the cabinets and, put, and then if you got pets, you're like, man, make sure they don't mess with it. Don't make sure the cat don't get over there. It's poison for them. Uh, oh. you know. Then you gotta put the little uh the little black things, little the combat. The combat. Combat. The whole thing. The combat. whole thing. Because hot shot, hot shot don't work as good. Hot shot don't work as good. It, it, and that's still true because I buy the flying insect spray, right? And then I buy the uh, the ant and roach because you know you have spiders and sometimes ants get in. It's the hot shot. It ain't. It's, it's all right, but it like you spray some, you spray something, and then like it still be moving around and stuff. I don't like raid. Like they they stop right there. That's what I'm talking about. That's what that's I. That's what it said. Okay, so hold up. But yeah, okay. so what I was telling you, the devil is still on. The red one here. I, 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 I'm seriously, I, and I do have ADD, so, and we both have ADD, actually, so yeah, we just go off on tangents. And we, we do, and that's all right. Y'all along for the ride. All right, that's, go ahead. So, look, and then you got the red one. So what do you mean, the white, I mean the white one? The white one on this side, the red one on this side. Sorry. Just because you accept Jesus, the real one don't just go away and here we are. You know what I mean? Like, mm. he's still here. But now we have some help. Come on. To talk. He might be even a little louder at this point, you know. So it's not that we get rid of that first nature. It's never gone until after he comes back for us and we get our new bodies. That's when our sin nature is gone. We got to get a whole new body, y'all. So we got to wait on that. But until then, we have to try to sanctify and perfect this body, this mind, this soul, this spirit. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. Uh, we were talking about we were talking about color purple before we started recording, and I was like, "You got to fight!" And it was like, "All my life, I had to fight. All your <laughs> life, you have to fight. <laughs> all your life." And that's real though. We, you, all your life, you're going to be fighting these battles, but they get smaller and smaller. And it, you don't fight the same ones. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't fight the same ones. So just like. You know, just like with the job, like with my job, um, my role, I'm in the same company that I've been in for the past couple of years, but I changed roles last April. And when I first started, you know, like there's different, uh, you know, there's different applications that you have to open up to do certain things, right? And like when I first moved into that role, when I would be on the phone with the person and it would be like, okay, well, I need to do such and such. And I would be like either have to put them on, no, I wouldn't even put them on hold. I would be like, okay, I would get off the phone with them and then I would go you know, to the the application and do what I needed to do because I had to think because I wasn't familiar with it and stuff like that. So, like, you can look at that as, like, a battle or whatever, right? Now I'm talking on the phone with them. I'm doing that, taking care of that, doing this. You know, I'm doing, like, two or three different things while I'm still on the phone with it because I'm comfortable. And it's the same thing, you know, in our Christian walk. It's like things will get easier. There will be certain things after a while of you continuing to obey the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. You to deny yourself. Yeah, you mess up here and there. You mess up, and you like okay. And after a while, it's like okay, that's not even a temptation anymore, or it's a temptation. But it's so it gets easier and easier to obey the Holy Spirit to do what's right. The more you choose it, it's like it's easier and easier to sin or do what you want to do. Mm. Mm. But the thing is, as you 
as you choose what God wants, you start desiring what God wants. So you don't even like He changes it's a beautiful thing. your heart. That's why it says like God, you know, give we give you the desires of your heart. It's like your heart changes to like what His heart is. Yes, it does. Just like with our kids, you know, you teaching them, oh, well, no, baby, don't do this, don't touch this, uh, don't, no, don't treat your brother like that. You should be nice. And then, like, as they learn, they're like, okay, this is what I need to do. And then it's like, when they ask you for something or they want to do something, they're not asking you for nothing crazy because they've learned what you taught them. So it's like, okay, you know, if they ask you for a bat to go hit their brother, you know, you're not gonna get in like, no, baby, but <laughs> you know, because right. like, it's not. That's not in line with what I taught you, but if they say, well, hey, can I have a bat so I can go play baseball with my brother? Yes, mm -hmm. baby, absolutely. Right? It's the same thing with God. Same thing. Uh, but I, I want to I read this uh, passage right here, First uh, John 2. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the Righteous. Yes, sir. He himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. All right, so he said a lot. So this is uh, John writing to, I'm going I'm to be honest, I don't know who he's writing to. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who he's writing to, but this is written by John. All right, and he's writing to a church or something like that. Hey, I, I'm just not, I ain't, if I ain't that deep yet, I'm not that deep. But anyway, this is in the Bible. This is the book of John, 1 John. Okay. And saying, okay, I'm writing to you so that you may not sin, so that you don't sin. So, like, um, you know, he's saying, this is the second chapter. So, obviously, he talked about some stuff in the first chapter. So, he's, like, telling you these things. I'm telling you these things so you don't do what you're not supposed to do. And then he says, and if anyone sins, he's like, my the goal is for you to not sin. But if you sin, we have an advocate. We have somebody that speaks up for us. With the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he's the propitiation. He's the payment for our sins and for the whole world's sins. But you have to accept that payment. Like you, you don't just automatically get it credited onto your account just, just because. Right. And that there is. And I can remember, man, I can remember like, ooh, I think there was like early 2000 or late 90s. I was talking to a guy and um, not like talking to him dating, but like we were talking and his. Like, granddad was the preacher, actually. He was like, well, you know, like, everybody's already saved because, like, he already paid the price. And so, and I'm like, huh? I said, no. Like, I, and, like, I was in my early 20s then. Like, I wasn't, like, deep, deep. But, like, my dad sure. had talked enough growing up. And I'm like, well, no. Like, you have to, no. You got to ask for forgiveness. It's like, it's not just automatically <laughs> saved. Like, what you talking about? Uh, <laughs> so, I. You know, all of that to say, he is the propitiation, he is the payment for the sins of the whole world. But each person has to come to him and say, hey, yes, I believe you are the son of God. Check this out. They right. say that salvation, John MacArthur, I, I don't think anybody can say it any more beautifully than him when he says salvation is a gift with a heavy cost. Mm-hmm. But the it's thing is you got to accept the gift, right? It's a gift, it's there, but it costs. And you never go claim it. You have to go claim it, or you right. have the benefit of it. But I digress. I digress. But anyway, yeah, just a thing of you know, let's let's hold ourselves accountable as Christians. Let's let's raise the bar to where it should be. Uh, that 
we're not we're not expected to sin. Let's not expect ourselves to sin. In in a sense of like, yeah, this is gonna happen, and be flipping about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I sin. I did sin today. I'm the, you know I'm not saying I didn't, but I'm saying like I wasn't like I wasn't playing like, oh yeah, I know I'm gonna sin at some point today. I, I think it's very realistic to be like I could go a hold. I have. Mm-hmm. I, I believe with all my heart. I've gone days before where I didn't sin. I didn't, you know, pursue anything that was inappropriate. I kept myself in check. I work from home, so it's a lot easier. My kids, Peter, where is one of my kids? Is out. I, again, I just keep it real, okay? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm here as me and my one daughter that's still here. You know, they're not little bitty kids. I don't go out back and forth to and fro all of the time. So, yes, that does make a difference. I'm not denying that. Yeah. But I'm just saying that, yeah, you can, you can go, you can go a day without sinning. Try it. And, and and temptation is not the same thing as sin. Jesus was tempted. He was tempted. He did not give in to temptation. It. So like you can have a thought, ooh, that you can think it, but did you follow through with it? Let me tell you something. Let me I'm a, let me tell the funny story. I uh you know I'm a I'm a uh one of them people where I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go today without sin and I'm not gonna sin today. You know, and so I'm what you not five is- minutes later, like this lady pulls out in front of me, like almost getting a car accident. So, and I was just like, I said, see there? <laughs> Wait, it, it, it was like, I was like, mm, I'm not going to think bad thoughts. I'm not going to think bad thoughts. So I left, right? I got it. I was good, right? I was like, good job, good job. And then somebody got in my lane right in front of me and broke real hard. And I was like, wow, all right, okay, I can do this. I'm going to be okay. I don't want that lady to accidentally hit that sidewall over there. <laughs> and then finally, it was one more thing that happened. I can't even remember what it was. And then I called my mom and I said, Mom, it's hard out here. <laughs> It's hard out here in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> my mama didn't make it no better because I said, my, man, these people out here, she said, won't they make you do it? Won't they make you do it? <laughs> like, no, mama, no, mama. <laughs> You're supposed to encourage me, not tell me that they're helping me. they doing me, you know. And she was like, girl, I know. They'll make you do it, honey. <laughs> I was like, okay, mama. <laughs> didn't even get down the street 15 minutes and was like, yeah, what's going on here? Like, it was like he knew I had said I was going to try my hardest not to sin all day. Who knew? Who knew, Fallon? That little red one, that uh, <laughs> that demon. <laughs> he got a name, the devil, Lucifer, Satan. Man. He's real, man. The spiritual warfare is real. All right, y'all, we're going to stop it right there and save the rest of it for part two, which will be uploaded next week. So this was different. This was like a commentary reaction type thing. Did you like it, not like it? Was there something that struck a nerve, uh, something you agree with, something you disagree with? Let us know. 
Uh, email us, hello, at 99waystowin.com, or you can also hit us up on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook, 99waystowin on both of those. And, of course, we are on Instagram as ourselves and on Facebook as ourselves. I'm Michelle Wright, Michelle Wright 99 on Instagram, and Fallon is Fallon Sales on Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, the back and forth about the term ghetto and all that, that reminded me of this song that I used to play on repeat in the early 2000s. Uh, so I looked it up, got in touch with the artist, Pettity, and he said it was cool to go ahead and feature it on the podcast. So enjoy that as we call it a day. Until next time, keep seeking your success. Messiah, nice. Cause he was beat for me and died and rose.